The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. Um, Man, oh man, oh man, LSU escapes Fayetteville, Arkansas. We said they'd be hung over, and they were. And guess what? A win's a win. SEC, you know, punched their ticket in year one. And we had people asking the question, will Brian Kelly fit at LSU? Because he had only coached in the Midwest. Well, so had Nick Saban, other than the Houston Oilers. And I think he kind of fit at LSU and has fit at Tuscaloosa, which is, uh, you know, the rural Sunbelt for the most part. So Brian Kelly is on fire at LSU. We welcome in LSU Saints insider Mike Detillier, Mike D, on the Yingling Lager guest line, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. And he joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mike D, a win's a win. And uh, the Tigers did what they needed to do when everything was going against them. And that's a sign of a good team, right? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And, you know, Brian had sort of put the onus on the football team uh, because it was a little different delivery than what we've heard from when Les Miles was here and with Coach O that it was always sort of they took the approach. It's my responsibility to get them to play, uh, to get them up, get them ready after a big win. Uh, Brian sort of threw this on the players that, hey, uh, you know what's at stake. We are going to prepare you and give you the game plan. Now you go out and execute it. It was a little different take on it than what basically you know people that have covered this team for a long time had heard from a head coach. He was basically saying, hey, it's your responsibility. I know I'm going to get you ready, and I'm going to give you a game plan, and you go out and do it. <laughs> so I think he, he what he's doing here is giving out some personal responsibility issues that, hey, it's up to you. You know what was at stake Saturday. And defensively, you really couldn't have asked for too much better of a game uh, than how they played. And Perkins was just uh, uh, unbelievable. And, you know, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago uh, before the Alabama game, and – uh, Wilson Alexander, who covers uh, LSU for the Advocate, had asked me, "You know, <laughs> uh, Mike, you've done this for a little while. Uh, have you seen a freshman like Harold Perkins?" And I said, "The only guy that I know uh, that I could remember played at that level of impact was Honey Badger." Uh, Tyron Matthew, as a freshman, sort of tilted the field. I mean, they used him all over. And, and he was that type player. 
And so um, that that got a lot of, I uh, guess, coverage because in the next two games against Alabama and Arkansas, you just saw what type of guy, what type of football player. Now, what I don't get is these asinine uh, announcers that kept saying, well, wait till he learns how to play the game. My thing is he knows how to play the game. Right. You, can't, you can't do that and, and not know what you're doing. Now, you can get better maybe with coverage part of the game and knowing what to do on every play, but come on. Uh, that spin of that he doesn't know how to play the game, uh, man, if that's the case, uh, then anybody could do it. But he's not anybody. Uh, he is a special player. And his football instincts and his ability – to bend so low and get around the corner as a pass rusher and to run the field. Who he reminds me a lot of is the late, great Derek Thomas. Yes. When he was at Alabama. Wow. That's who he reminds me of because people say comparison. He reminds me of Derek when I saw Derek at Alabama. It's very similar in a lot of ways, in the way he can run the field and rush the quarterback. Um, And they've got another guy there who they think a lot of, too, and he's a true freshman, uh, who they've moved to middle linebacker, and Demario Tolan, who's backing up Micah Baskerville. He had back surgery in the summer, Tolan did. And the coaching staff kind of gives you that look of wait till he hits the field, too. And next year, you'll have two of them. you have two sophomores in Tolan. Uh, now, I'm not trying to say Tolan's as good as with Harold Perkins, but they think he's going to be a special player, too. But, Harold, I've, I've not seen anybody as a freshman at LSU play that well other than Honey Badger. Derek Stingley Jr. did a really good job as a freshman. I thought he was a very good player uh, as a freshman at LSU. But he didn't tilt the field like what Perkins did. And you can see Arkansas was trying to do everything to stop him and couldn't. He just sort of took over uh, like, hey, uh, guys, I got it. How many 18-year-olds can do that? Uh, I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. He's a great player. Um, all right, so wh- why do you think this has worked so well so fast? Brian Kelly 
he won everywhere. Uh, I think, what, Grand Valley or Central Michigan uh, and Cincinnati and Notre Dame and so on. He won everywhere at every stop. Why? I understand he walked into a good situation. It's not like when you take over at Mississippi State or Ole Miss. And I know Ed let some things get away from him. But why has this worked so well so fast, Mike? Man, I wish I had a good answer for that. Uh, But he was able to blend uh, talent that was here from the prior regime. And I thought the key part was getting into the transfer portal and rebuilding his secondary and his offensive line and the freshman players. Uh, That's the other thing that I'll point out. I don't remember another time when you had two starting uh, offensive linemen and two tackles, Emory Jones and Will Campbell, true freshmen, Mason Taylor at tight end, true freshman, Harold Perkins, uh, linebacker, true freshman. Four guys make that type impact on an LSU team. I, I I don't recall four freshmen like that. That's unheard of, Mike. And to think that Tolan may be a part of it, too, uh, somewhere down the line this year. Uh, so, man, I, I don't know, Bo. It, it blended well, but I think what he has done is changed sort of attitude and responsibility and that I'm going to hold you accountable he knew he had talent, and I go back. Um, this was during the fall drills, uh, summer drills in August, and he came on with uh, Bobby Abear and I, and I asked about how he felt about just saying, you know, he thought it was six and a half and a seven um, win team. And he laughed, and he was like, Mike, I didn't come here to win seven games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was blunt about it. And it was Brian Kelly being Brian Kelly that, man, listen, I ain't come here to win those seven games. And he, he's a good coach. I think you see where he surrounded himself with good assistance and a good, really good support staff. Uh, and so it, it's it's all worked. Now, it's improbable because – after week one, no one would have thought that. Uh, they were all miscombobulated, uh, this football team, uh, against Florida State. Uh, you had breakdowns on the field on special teams. You didn't play particularly well on offense. And then you lose, arguably, your best defensive player in Mason Smith on, what, the third play of the game? Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, man, you know, they can get to seven wins. Maybe you'll be lucky. Uh, But he pieced it together, and he got them believing in themselves. And he told, I guess it was a month ago we had him on, he said there comes a point for a head coach where you start believing in what we're teaching will work. And he said, I think that's the biggest thing for a football team. You start believing that we're going to put you in the best spot and we're going to give you the best opportunity to win. He said, it happens to every coach for every team. There comes that moment. 
was that moment maybe after the Tennessee game? Because this team has certainly turned the corner since. They got drilled that, that Saturday afternoon against Tennessee. I mean, they just got it every which way but loose. And afterwards, they played with a sense of confidence uh, that uh, I, I didn't know really they had. Yeah. And I'm not sure Brian knew they had. But, man, it clicked. And now in in a almost fairy tale type setting, you headed to Atlanta to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. Hey, Mike, I got to right, – so will you compare you, – you've uh, witnessed both. Mike Dettelier, LSU insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. <coughs> will you compare Saban taking over to Brian Kelly taking over? It's got some similarities, but it didn't happen as fast with Nick. You, you didn't see this cut. Now, I will say – Nick probably didn't inherit, even though the, there was probably four, you know for in that forties range of players, he didn't inherit as much talent. Uh, you know when Nick came here, that wasn't a B.J. O'Jolari and an Ali Gay and a Jaquelin Roy played terrific against Arkansas, uh, a Micah Baskerville, a Jay Ward, uh, that receiving core which is. With the exception of one, uh, Kyron Lacey, there were all hangovers from the Coach O uh, time frame. They're running backs, Josh Williams and John Emery and Armani Goodwin. Those were all guys that were here before. He didn't inherit as much from Curly Holman as what Brian did. But it, it was it's a different world because you saw mass exodus, so to speak. Um, but there are some similarities in that personal responsibility and you're going to play as a team and we're going to win. It's happened much quicker with Brian, but there are some similarities in how they handle things and how they do things and how they wanted to change the culture of what was around the team. And there was, there was still almost remnants Bo, of they were in the back of the limousine still waving to the crowd from 2019. You know, I, I think that sort of hung over on this team. They were still basking in 2019. You got to let that go. You got to move on. And um, I've said this before, the hardest thing in life is handling success. It's not about failure. It's about handling any amount of success. Some people got a difficult time with it. And that's going to be interesting how Brian makes that twist now. Uh, because now you've got some success, how you handle it. And I thought Saturday was a great example of you knew what was at stake. You didn't play particularly well. This was a big game for Arkansas. They sort of, this was their bowl game to knock off LSU. And you came out with a win. I thought they handled that situation really well. And you're going to win a lot of different ways, okay, in football. You're going to win some games. You're going to win with your offense. Some games 
It's all across the board. Some games you win with your defense, and that's what they did. So I think they handled it pretty well, really, really well. And you look at that schedule, if I had told you before the season, hey, Bo, uh, guess what? LSU would be a 10-win team. You'd have said, Mike, it's your last time you're on this program. 